Bonjour, shalom, and a big hello, and welcome to the second episode of our second season of Calling an Audible, a podcast focusing on national, regional, and local news sports stories with our own special twist. My name is Zach Greenberg, and along with Greg Johnson, we are your hosts. Today is our Super Bowl preview episode, and we'll also be covering a variety of other topics, including Anthony Davis, the New Orleans Saints no-call, as well as the Minnesota Twins, Winnipeg Jets, and of course, UMC Sports. I know we're all excited to talk about the Super Bowl this coming Sunday, but first, Greg, why don't you give us some breaking news out of Dallas? So this is actually kind of a blockbuster deal. Porzingis is going to Dallas, and here are the details. The Mavs get Porzingis, Courtney Lee, and Tim Hardaway Jr., and the Knicks get Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, and DeAndre Jordan. And this, this trade happened all within the last 20 minutes, and the details were just released Literally As of like minutes ago, five minutes ago, right yeah. before we started this recording, um, and you know this this comes as a big surprise to me because I was just down in in Dallas for a research trip and I actually got to go to a Mavericks game, and at the Mavericks game I I was watching Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews didn't play very much, but Dennis Smith and DeAndre Jordan were were both having quite solid games, and the Mavericks seemed to be you know, clicking it on all cylinders as they beat the Pistons. But, um, but yeah, this is definitely comes as a surprise for me, and I, I can't really – I don't really know how I feel about it yet. Well, I'll, I'll just take – let's just break it down player by player here quick. Porzingis for DeAndre Jordan isn't – Porzingis right now, he's still injured from his ACL tear, correct? He's, he's, he's hobbled, I would, I would put it is that he, way. Has he played a game this season at I all? I don't think so, no. So, yeah, so he's still rec- recouping, and he'll be back probably start of next year, I'd say. No, or he'll, not be, late he'll this be back year. this season. Late this season. He'll be back this season. But he won't, I, I'll just say he won't be he's 100% just, he's just having, next year. Like, he's just having, his knees just reoccurring, having reoccurring injuries. Is it kind of so like, the, biggest is it kind of like the Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard thing? I mean, I think that's a whole separate, that's separate a whole situation. That's a separate situation? Okay. I don't think he's pulling a Kawhi Leonard here. Okay, but Porzingis for DeAndre Jordan. Dallas wins that one. Tim Hardaway Jr. for Dennis Smith Jr. That, yeah, I that, don't. Nick's got that one. They well, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I think this is a pretty. Uh, it's almost even, fair, even even trade on both sides. And but I just don't understand what is New York going to do with that stacked backcourt now. They have no one in their front court except Ennis Cantor, who yeah. just recently kissed the floor and got. Yeah, we, that was a little bit of a weird situation. I'm sure we'll go into that in our in our wacky segment later, but uh, but yeah, like this trade just seems it seems pretty even to me. You know, DeAndre Jordan's obviously a lot older than Kristaps Porzingis, but you know, Kristaps this morning uh, he had a meeting with the Knicks saying how he wasn't happy, and then you know, less than 12 hours later, he's uh, a Dallas Maverick. So this happens to go a lot faster than the AD drama because he equally wants out of New Orleans. And right, they and, haven't even budged. Right, and the thing is, they if if New Orleans was New Orleans doesn't have a lot of leverage in this situation, but they but still have him for a full another season. Yeah, they don't a year and a half left they, on his they contract. They do, but one he doesn't want to play there, and all the the other thirty the other twenty nine teams in the NBA know that he doesn't want to play, which gives all the other teams a bargaining advantage. Yep. for him because they know that if they don't trade him, they're just going to lose him in free agency after It's next in their season. best interest to trade him for it, as right. much So they can at least get possible. some value out, value for him. And, you know, he was fined 
$50,000 for making it public that he wanted out. So that means you share agents with LeBron James, but right. Well, and and that I think is one of the places he might go. And and just to put it into perspective, like fifty thousand dollars for these guys is that's not a change. lot of money. That's like that's like a nickel going to Mc- for you and I. Yeah, that's, that's, go- that's like us going to McDonald's and getting a Big Mac. Right. It's it's a small portion of their salary. Um, but for me, I think uh, he'll either go to L.A. or Houston because those are two. You know, you know, L.A. doesn't seem like they're a title contender right now, but as long as LeBron James is there and LeBron James is healthy, they're going to be a championship well, contender. LeBron James dragged Cleveland to the finals for, oh, what, yeah. three straight yeah, years, Yeah, he could do the years. same thing in L.A. Yeah, he, he's going to. They're going to be the ace. Right, as long as he can come back from injury and and be okay. Yeah, that big F. But He's getting older, do- slowing down. He he is get he is getting older and like a groin injury that's just like a pulled groin and that can kind of be scary because it's like a hamstring. It's right. It can just it can just it keep stays re- there it can keep and reoccurring and then never just truly keep following heals, him yep, yep. and never truly get better. And he is he is in his mid thirties already or getting close to his mid thirties. So you know that can definitely slow you down after he hasn't had much injury trouble at all throughout his career. But I think. Um, you know, LA has LA can make room for him, and so can Houston. Uh, I think if LA wanted him, they'd have to get rid of uh, KCP's massive contract. Was contracts. he getting like eighteen million a year for yeah, like a backup some, point guard? Some ridiculous number, and he's not, and he doesn't even get, he doesn't play that much either. Well, that's what happens when your uh, salary caps go up by like twenty. So million. LA would have to get rid of him to make oh God, room, yeah. room for AD. But they'll also have to get rid of one more of uh, Ball, Ingram, and Kuzma. Well, get as this. well as a first round pick. So reported today, later in the evening here, just like maybe an hour ago, the Lakers offered the Pelicans like five different trade scenarios, and their best one they offered would send Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Ivaka Zubak, and a first round draft pick to the Pelicans. And, and they would keep KCP. I don't, think, I don't think that's a good move for LA because they're I sending think, literally their best trade chips. Right, they're sending all of their young guys, and, and I don't first think rounder. That, I don't think that's a good decision because I think Ingram and Kuzma are both they they both play Kuzma's well with the LeBron. best out of the entire yeah. group. I agree right now, and like if I was them, I would trade KCP and Ingram as well as the first. Um, I'd also but, move on from Lonzo Ball. Right. He's a great facilitator of the offense, but the dude still cannot shoot. And then Houston could make room for him by trading Eric Gordon and Clint Capella, and they wouldn't need Clint Capella anymore if they had Anthony Davis. But would Anthony Davis even stay in Houston, though, or is it just kind of like if, going if, for a home run? When if it he's now? with James Harden and Chris Paul and potentially – I mean, Chris Paul's not playing playing right now, but – Well, that dude's on a max contract with constantly reoccurring hamstring injuries. That's never going to go away. No, and, and he's just getting older. But, but if he goes to Houston – they could instantly make a run at the championship. But the only thing is, you know, Harden likes scoring. And, well, you that's know, all he does. He's a he doesn't, pure scorer. He doesn't share very much, and that might be a no. problem for AD. AD's a he's kind of like Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler's situation. Both wanted to shoot the ball and both needed their touches. Or James Harden's just like, well, Chris Paul passes me and I shoot. Why do I need you? Kind of thing. Or if the, my score isn't there, I'll just pass it on the post to Clint Capella and, like, he just dunks it home. Right. I think there's a stat last year where 
50% of Clint Capella's points were in the paint, dunks, or layups. Oh, yeah, for the sure. That's shot his, 70%. That's his style of play. Yeah, his field goal was another, was like There was 70%. another crazy stat that I saw about James Harden that he he scored like 263 points in a row that were unassisted. Well, yeah, like the past Which two is, weeks, he's also even got like was the average 40, I think just south of 40 points a game. Right, but the like fact that every one of his points are unassisted is pretty crazy. Dude's got handles. That's for sure, but I feel like he's a isolation guy only. Yeah. That, that's just me, but so to keep going here, I was going to break down like possible trade situations with you on this entire Anthony Davis, when, how he wants out, but since Porzingis just went to the Mavericks, that kind of kills everything I was going to do because I had a three-team trade between the Lakers, Knicks, and Pelicans where AD went to L.A., Lonzo to the Knicks, and Porzingis to the Pelicans with possibly Kuzma, some other draft picks, and maybe Frank and Kalina as well. But now that Porzingis is a Maverick, that just shot everything I was speculating. So what did you have? Obviously, you had KCP and any combination of Ball and Ingram. So, so yeah. And then you just, talked about Houston. So Yeah, it's just, I, I thought the Knicks were an option, an option too, until until this trade so happened. So it's I gonna just have to be, erased what I had on the Because the other situation was there's going to be the Bulls involved too. Lonzo wants to go to either New York or Yeah, Chicago. New York or Chicago. But, but now that New York's out of the I picture, it's... I don't think LA gets rid of Lonzo, to be honest with you. I wouldn't want to deal with LeVar on the internet either. <laughs> yeah, but that's the least of their worries. I don't think they really care what LeVar Ball has to say. It's LeVar Ball. I mean, he's still saying... Who's, who's the middle one, LaMelo? LaMelo and LiAngelo. LiAngelo. LiAngelo's the middle one. Yeah, He's Liangelo, still saying LiAngelo is about to be draft eligible, and LaMelo will be draft eligible in two years. And, you know, by that point, LeVar Ball will probably be the general manager of the Lakers and get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because LeBron's going to allow that. He wants Luke Walton fired, his camp recently reported. So yeah. why would he? You know, Speculation. I thought he kicked out LeVar Ball from Staples Centers already. I mean, probably, but it's the dude's dad. It's kind of hard to do that and keep Lonzo happy. Yeah, that's what they're going for. But anyways, to move on here. So there's some state news, and I'm sure you've heard the the MLB offseason has been rather slow again for a second consecutive year. But it, word on the street is that the Twins are the dark horse for either Machado and or Harper. What's your take on that? Yeah, I, I, growing up, like I always... You know, I, I was more of a fan of the Toronto Blue Jays being Naturally. Canadian, but, you know, the Twins were a team that were kind of close to home, and I had been to a couple games when I was younger, so I, I never minded. Field. No, I, w- I went to them. I've, been to, I've only been to Twins games at the Metrodome, actually. I've Those, been to a couple there as well. But I, I would like to go to a game at the Target Field because that, that uh, ballpark is pretty, pretty immaculate. Back in my youthful days, I, there's this competition called Pitch Hit and Run, and I actually mm-hmm. got a do that on target on field. the field yeah oh that's awesome they have really nice grass there and their field is well maintained yeah but the tickets kind of suck because as remember when jim tomey hit that home run yeah way way upper duck yep, like yep. last season that was kind of where my seats were like not obviously that game but is in that season and there is not a bad spot on that field oh really i have to admit yeah it i, I gotta go to a game there my goal my goal long term is to go to a game in every stadium of all all the big four professional sports so that is a lofty goal it's a lofty goal but i have hopefully another 60 years to do it so i'd say take a summer and visit like regional areas but going back to harper and machado um the thing people should keep in mind is that the way the way the mlb salary cap works any single team 
any team that you root for can afford either of these guys for a 10-year deal. It just depends if they want to pay the luxury tax. Right, and that's the thing. But for these two generational talents, is it worth I'm it? paying that luxury tax. I'm you absolutely so? paying that luxury tax. For Bryce Harper, I'm absolutely paying that. But the problem is, where is Bryce Harper going to play? Say he signs with the Twins. The outfield's crowded, mm-hmm. first of all. And they have, would he play first base? Because there is reports that being Joe Maurer just retired that he'd take over at first base if that'd be the spot he'd fit in. Yeah. I mean, personally, I I don't know if I would put him at first base. He's a great player. He used to be a catcher in college mm-hmm. before he got drafted and moved to right field. But just seeing him at first base, that'd be, like, weird to me. I mean, to, me. T- to be honest, Bryce Harper's the type of player you can really put anywhere, yeah, I feel he's, like. He's, that, he's the definition of utility man with a huge bat. And the thing is, and if you're thinking about it, he declined a $300 million offer from the Nationals. That's a lot of money. So 10 years, $300 million, yeah, $30 million a year. Yeah, I so, think he's pushing for, like, what, 32 and a half he wants? Yeah, no, that yeah, that's the thing, because Giancarlo Stanton right now is the highest-paid player in the league, and he's getting $325 million a year. <laughs> or, sorry, his contract's value's at $325 million, So He's got, is that still his life contract he signed with the Marlins prior to being traded? Yeah, it should yeah, be. Yeah, so now, so the Yankees he's have that contract like, He's now. got opt-outs like every six years, I yeah. think it is. Regardless, huge contract. Yeah. And that's that's where I think both Harper and Machado are going. I Specifically Harper, I, he's for sure going to want close or more than $325 million. I mean, being an MVP, what, his third year in the league at right. like age and he's 20, young and he has 22. lots of time left. He's he 26 now. He's yeah. got six, at least six good years of baseball. I, I'd say he has probably eight years of prime baseball. You think left. so? Yeah, he could. I think he can do this as long as he keeps healthy, As long as he stays healthy. His biggest it, issue right now, though, is hitting the ball because everyone pitches around him. He's, right. like, he's like the modern-day Barry Bonds, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, nobody wants him to hit it because they know what's going to happen when, they, when he <laughs> right hits Right field porch shot. I mean, honestly. But I, as a Twins fan, I do not want Manny Machado on our team. Why not? You, you've watched the World Series, right? Yeah. You saw how he thought he hit a home run, jogged around the bases, oh, hit it off the wall, and so he's held to a long single. Yeah. And then he casually just has no hustle, just nonchalant. And then he doesn't really care. And then there's that dirty play where he stepped on the foot of a first baseman. You're just not the fan of the way he plays, really. No, it's as a baseball player. Right. Those are the people you want to bean every single time they're at the <laughs> plate. Yeah, that, no, I definitely understand that. There's definitely players like that in football, too. Oh, I'm sure. And it's just the dirty Bush League plays that they do Yeah, irritate me. Well, speaking of football, we have uh, a big game this coming Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl 53. It'll be held in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so, Greg, let's uh, start off with our predictions for Super Bowl Sunday. I know you're a little bit of a Patriots fan, a little bit of a Vikings fan. So let's More hear Patriots what you have to than say. Vikings. All stems from Randy Moss, but that's just me and my. I mean, he was a good player for you and the Patriots, or for the Vikings and the Patriots. Yeah, he was. So I have, I think it's going to be a close game. Because the Rams, they're like the modern-day Golden State Warriors for football. They have every name possible on every side of the field. So with that, I think the Patriots will come out on top. It'll be uh, 31-27. to But I really want the game to go into overtime because you hear the Buffalo Wild Wings promotion. What's that? Game goes to overtime, everyone gets free wings. Whoa, in the whole country? Yeah. 
Wow. I'm not sure if it's going to be boneless. I mean, it'll probably it, be boneless. If, if the trend follows last week with both, or two weeks ago now, th- with the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship both game, went both to went overtime, to overtime. Yeah. So it's highly possible. That's a good promotion for them to get get people in the door. Yeah, I give them free wings, and they'll probably drink a lot of beer, and that's where they make their oh, money yeah. off. They'll make this. it. They'll make all the money back, anyways. Yeah, it won't even be an issue. Well, my prediction, you're, you'll be happy to know that we are in agreement. I also think the Patriots will win. And I, but I think they'll, I think they'll win by more. I think they'll win 34 to 24. I think the, I don't think it'll be as close as people would like to think. What do you think is going to factor into that? I think it's just the Patriots offense. I, I, they're just, they're, too there's good. always, even uh, without Josh Gordon. Even without Josh, Philip Dorsett's filled, filled in nicely for Josh Gordon. Has. Chris Hogan too. When yeah. Needed. And the thing is, when I, when I watch Patriots games, it always seems like there's three guys wide open every single play. Something we didn't get with the Vikings this season. No, and you never will get that with the Vikings no. unless you get Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. No, I think I think it's happen. actually Josh McDaniels. That's my opinion. I well, think it, he it's does a both great... of them. Josh McDaniels learned from Belichick's system. So, I, I agree with you on that. Point. Yeah. So, but I'm happy to hear you have Patriots. Yeah, up by time. and I, honestly, I'm a. I like Tom Brady. You know, he's he can be a little bit arrogant at times, but, but he walks it. And but yeah, he proves he, he proves it. And 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 let him be arrogant. If he's making this much money and winning this many rings, I think he has the right to be yeah, arrogant. Absolutely. And if that pisses and like he's not like a bad guy. He's never nope. really been involved in any scandals. He's kind of comparable to LeBron James when it never comes to... Never been involved to, in any scandals. <laughs> Forget I mean, about the deflate gate. Well, scandals in that regard, but I mean personal life scandals. He, he hasn't like, like physically cheated. Right. Some he hasn't th- cheated on his wife. He, you know, he hasn't... Doesn't you know, do beat drugs. His, he's beat, a good role model. anybody. You know, he has... He, exactly. He, for the most part, he's been a good role model with a questionable de- deflate gate. He's scandal. been a family guy. Right. Absolutely. And the thing is, the whole thing with Deflategate, like, they lost that game by 35 points anyways. You can't tell me that the ball played that big of a factor. To Odds make are it a both sides of the field game. had it. So, yeah, I agree R- with right. that. They got blown it, out. You can't, you can't right. scream you can't, and If they pout. lost by three, then maybe. But not when you're blown out. The but ladder. that's already, like, five years ago. But uh, we're going to go into a little special segment. So, yeah, uh, please our, do our, explain our prop bets you have going yeah, on. Yeah, so, so prop bets are basically... Uh, you know, there's kind of side bets based based on stuff that goes on during the game. The Super Bowl is one of is one of, if not the most watched sporting event. I would every year. I would say it's definitely the top of the list when it comes so, to basically for the commercials, my opinion. Right, and there's a lot of bets regarding commercials as well. So we're just gonna do a little friendly prop prop bet segment here. Um, and to start, we'll uh, go with who do you think will score the first touchdown? For me, are we going team or player? Player player well i'm just gonna generalize and say it's gonna be the patriots because they're gonna but here's a twist though the patriots are gonna score first but they're not gonna have first possession they'll kick to start the game do you and think they it, score on defense first or on offense it'll be first? offense and it'll be a run play with sony mitchell up the middle from like the five yard line Okay. They're gonna dri- when they get so you say you think Sony Michelle is going to get the first. Sony Michelle is going to get it. They're going to after they get the punt from the first possession. He'll just they'll charge up the field and just make a mark. I, so Sony Michelle. I think it'll be Rob Gronkowski. You think we'll so? Get the first touchdown. Yep. All right. So. I think, and I also think Rob Gronkowski is going to have a huge game. Is he going to win a- the Super Bowl with the Patriots and retire? Oh wow! That's how I think he's going to go out and. 
that leads into the next prop bet of MVP, and I think Rob Gronkowski will be MVP as well. I got to give that to Tom Brady. I mean, that's a, that's definitely a safe it's, it's choice. It's a safe bet. It's a safe choice. I mean, it's like it's I the mean, coward's way out because it's just like you know, Tom if Brady, nobody, the if, goat. Right. If nobody has a standout game it's, for it, either team, it it's goes the, the winning. It goes to the winning quarterback, and that's just the Nine way times it is. Out of ten. Unless like, somebody has a standout game, and I think Rob Gronkowski will have a standout game against the Rams. I think that he'll be able to exploit uh, some of their weaknesses in the secondary, which is what they're saying. And at linebacker, they have they have what two good cornerbacks they have a good safety and their defensive line is just atrociously great yeah their defensive line is unparalleled with anything we've ever seen before but considering what the but the patriots offensive line is also zero sacks against yeah they're not for kansas city the but they're definitely a hard team to stop but the way the way that the patriots scheme whatever they do i think it's going to be an offensive battle i think but we'll see how it goes it's not going to be a shootout but I, i agree with you on that so team to get the first interception we uh, should even I, add. I think the Rams will get the first interception. You think so? Yeah. Is it going to be like a tip pass from the AFC Championship? Yeah, I don't. I don't Tom think it's going to be on Tom. Um, but yeah, I think I think John Johnson the third. He also he had a pick in the NFC Championship. I think he'll he'll be the one to get the interception. I'm going to give it to Akib Talib from the Rams, the old guy, just because. He used to play with Tom Brady before he went to Denver and got yeah, he subsequently knows got traded. Yeah. He knows Tom Brady too well. Absolutely. So, and I just also, don't think it's going to be Marcus Peters because the amount of times I saw Marcus Peters get burnt for touchdowns this season, unreal. way too many. It makes sense why he got traded, right? No, he's still there. No, he got traded from Kansas City. Oh, right. Yeah. Getting traded from Kansas City. Yeah, makes yeah. Sense. he gets – I mean, he's a, he's a good corner, but when he gets – he gets beat downfield a lot. He's like – he plays these zones really well, put it that way. What do you think the first song performed at halftime will be? By Maroon 5, Travis Scott, Big Boy? It'll be Maroon I, 5, but it'll be the uh, petition from the, all over the internet. It'll be that SpongeBob song in honor of <laughs> Stephen Hillenberg, who recently passed away from ALS, the creator and soul inventor. I mean, that would, that would be an awesome thing for them to do. I think it'd be a great tribute. To a person that enriched the lives of myself and so many children growing up. Yeah, same with me. It was I mean, a big part of all of our childhood. SpongeBob sure. is a huge part of me, and I'm not afraid to admit that it's part of everybody. And if if people, whether you hate it, love it, I mean, and that's the thing. I don't think show. I don't think anybody hates it. I, I think across all cultures in North America, at least, it's kind of a, a common ground that everybody can say that they watched SpongeBob when they were a kid. At least for our generation. Yeah. I'm proud to say I own multiple seasons on DVD. Yeah, and they're all on Netflix. If you don't, if you don't have them on DVD, they're on Amazon Prime. They're, did they take them off Netflix? Yeah, uh, like a year ago. Really? What kind of a hardcore fan you are. It's like two, three years ago. Well, I've seen every season already. Why do I need to watch them again? Because it's a cherished childhood moment. You're right. Yeah, but so, color of the Gatorade. What do you got? Oh wait, no, I take that back. What's your song? You're gonna? I totally skipped over that. Oh, it'll I it'll be girls like you. Girls like you. Because that. That song's, it was a top five song in 2018 for the whole year for the Billboard. I wonder so if they're going to sing. I don't think they can go wrong by starting with that. Yeah, that's a solid choice. So, um, But for color of Gatorade, uh, both going- teams are blue. I think the Gatorade's going to be orange. Hmm. If that makes any sense at all. Yellow. I'm going with yellow Gatorade for yellow. both teams. Interesting. Yeah, in the past, it's usually been orange or blue. I found, but I feel like I swear with both teams being like blue-based colored teams, I think they'll go with a no. uh, contrasting color. 
You think they actually put that much thought into Gatorade? Yes, absolutely. Gatorade for sure puts that much thought into it. You know, I really wonder how many people like look at these prop bets and like screw the system. Like the people that are actually in charge of the Gatorade, like do you think teams input say what they want or the people in charge say, you know what, the bet is it's going to be blue, orange, or yellow. We're going to put in green Well, Well, the thing is... When, with these prop bets is they'll they'll offer options and they'll for for this one for example they'll offer like two or three different options and then okay. they'll offer an any other color option oh okay. so that would fall under that that kind of keeps you know whoever decides it, it on, on the, the color field. of gatorade it keeps it fair okay um uh, who do you think the last team to score will be um it'll be the patriots with that field goal to go up by four and that, that'll seal the deal? That'll seal. It'll be like one minute, 20 seconds left. It'll be Steven Gostowski from... So you think the Rams will get one more chance? They'll get one the more chance goal. to score a touchdown, and it'll be like some and sort of... And they won't do it. It'll be a defensive heroic effort. It'll be like a last... A pick or something? I bet you... Or a sack fumble? It'll be Jason or Devin McCourty getting an interception to seal the deal. Mm-hmm. And subsequently, they both are going to retire after that game. Because Devin McCourty is talking about it. He'll be like... What, what else do I have left to do in my NFL career after right. winning a Super Bowl with my brother? Right. That. So I, I think they'll both retire after they win the Super Bowl. That's a good point. It'd almost be funny if it's like a tip drill interception. Like one tips it up and the other catches it and game over. Well, who do you think? Uh, so you think the MVP is going to be Tom Brady. I think yep. it's going to be Gronk. What do you think? Who do you think that they the MVP will thank first in their MVP speech? Do you think it'll be the owner, his family, God? What do you anybody it's always family it'll be family god teammates owner and then etc all yeah for me it, if gronk wins mvp i think he the first person he thanks would be the new england fan base i'm gonna say and then he may casually make a joke about 69 like he's <laughs> always been doing yes so moving on, we're going to do our segment. We're going to alternate grinding our gears and our rivalry section so that way we don't continuously have two of them. It, it's kind of a neat thing we both decided to do this season. So we're going to alternate it every other episode. And that way it keeps it fresh and keeps it a little fun. So, Zach, what has been grinding your gears lately? Okay, well, something that's been grind, grinding my gears is the Winnipeg Jets have virtually benched their star, their star young player, Patrick Laine. Uh, on Tuesday, he only had 10 minutes and 55 seconds of ice time, which is a career low, and his three-year career average is 17 and a half. This kid's 20 years old. He had a five-goal game in St. Louis in late November. Uh, since then, he hasn't been very productive. He's only had four goals in December and January so far, so his production definitely has been down. But he has he's had 80 goals in his first two seasons. Uh, and he's by far the best goal scorer on the Winnipeg Jets. So I don't understand how, you know, basically benching him is going to, like, how does that not hurt a 20-year-old's confidence? Like, if I was benched after putting up those kind of numbers at the age of 21, that would for sure bug me and for sure hurt my confidence. So I don't understand why Paul Maurice and, you know, the Jets are sending this message that, you know, basically what they're trying to, the message they're trying to send is you got to play better or you're just like everybody else and you're going to sit on the bench. But I don't think that that's necessarily the way to handle, you know, your young star at 20 years old. Well, I, 
my take on that would be it's probably sending him a message he needs to focus and maybe he's not playing a 200-foot game. There's probably aspects he's slacking on because a lot of the critics of Alex Ovechkin, oh, all he does is just set up in his office, score one-timer goals off the power play. Okay. Right, which is Patrick Laine's game, very That's similar to Alex Patrick Ovechkin. Laine, yeah, he's very similar. He's a sniper right-hand shot, franchise cornerstone. Right. I think maybe they're playing on the fourth line right now. Your second overall draft picks playing yes, on the fourth because, line. because of low production in the last two months when he had a five-goal game in November and 80 over the last two years. Sure, he's going to slump a little bit. He's 20 years old. Well, yeah, he's younger than we are. I just think they maybe want him to focus on maybe different aspects of the game other than scoring. Like, say he starts playing a little bit better defense, he'll move Yeah, up. his defense is not very good, and I'll be the first to admit that. Maybe that's what they're trying to do, but, you know, I – I understand. You don't put. You your, could see why that would grind my gears, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, your one of your main ways to score goals is on the fourth line, uh, just like the Minnesota Wild last Absolutely, week. Absolutely, but, but eleven minutes of ice time is is too low ridiculous. for your star player. Someone like that needs seventeen. Right, and that's what he's as he's, he's averaged seventeen winger? and a half, and he's gone as high as as twenty five minutes in a game, but yeah, that I could see how that irritates you. What's been grinding your gears? So we all know that no call that happened at the Los Angeles Rams and the New Orleans Saints. My opinion and how I definitely feel about this is I don't care. This The New Orleans Saints fans are a sad fan base. They definitely love their team. Their team is really good. But the fact they're constantly complaining about that no call and like demanding a rescheduled game, no. Remember in 2009, the NFC Championship game, all those blown calls, all everything that happened, those injuries. You remember how Brett Favre had that literally three ankle sizes up? Yeah, and Brett Favre is my favorite player ever. But what, what, what did Goodell do about that then? Nothing. How many but, blown calls were there? But nothing. It, but so my many. point to that is it is a different game than it was 10 years ago. Like there, but 10 years ago, there was no rules regarding quarterbacks getting hit in the head or getting right. hit late. Like all of these new rules that they've come out with to protect quarterbacks, they, they didn't have those rules in place back then. Yeah, it was wrong, obviously, for Greg Williams to – conduct and Sean Payton to conduct the the bounty gate and it and it probably I mean Brett Favre's career was long enough as it is but definitely probably reduced another year or two that he could have played because of that game but that to, call a hit to the head in 20 in 2019 uh NFL that that can't be missed especially if that's part of the rules and you have to think Greg Williams is not on the Saints anymore there's not a single Saints player other than Drew Brees that is still on the Saints that Along was on that coach. team. And yeah, and I, under, I understand that point. The culture has changed in it, New Orleans. The rules have changed. Everything has changed since then. But the Vikings, us Viking fans during that time, we were equally as pissed off about that. You should Nothing have been just been pissed off at Adrian Peterson for fumbling five times that game and losing three of them. Yeah. Among, That's what cost you that football among game. Among other things, yeah. That no call and... And, and the fact that... That late interception, sure, it was a terrible throw by Brett Favre, terrible decision. But the fact that he had to be even in that situation, you shouldn't have had to be in that situation because Adrian Peterson turned the ball over three times. If I remember right, it went into overtime and they won it on a field goal. Who, the Saints? Yep. Right, off a Brett Favre pick. Off a Brett Favre pick. Right. In overtime, they they won the game, and now they want to also change overtime. 
because of how the Patriots stormed down the field and scored a touchdown right. at the end they, of the game against they, the Chiefs. They definitely should change over time, but that's all a whole separate issue we can but, talk about another time. End of my story is I don't care what the Saints fans feel like because us Vikings fans felt the same in 2009. Rules aren't going to change. Officials are human. Get over it. You want to? You stole our Super Bowl championship with intent to injure, which is more harmful than a missed call. But that that grinds my gears, and I'm just over it. I mean, fair enough. To me, it just sounds like a salty Vikings fan. But what else is new? <laughs> but uh, more room, more more room. <laughs> <laughs> More news from around campus, and uh, this weekend uh, the men's and women's uh, basketball team will play Southwest Minnesota State and Sioux Falls, both in Southwest and Sioux Falls, so they're away this weekend. Uh, but at home, we have a home equestrian hunt seat show that will be located at Utah at 1 p.m. And to, to wrap up our show, we're going to go into some ridiculous and funny, wacky sports news. Uh, Greg, why don't you go ahead? So some recent video of... How the NHL is on their current all-star break and they have like a full week off. Alex Ovechkin has been down, I think, the Caribbean. And there is video footage of him just riding around on a dolphin that in sounds, the ocean. I think that sounds a lot better than, uh, you know, he, there was a little controversy about him about skipping say, the all-star game. But I think riding on a dolphin sounds a little better than playing in a game that's completely irrelevant. Irrelevant and when he gets a million dollars. And so, could yeah. cause him to get hurt. Yeah, But he doesn't need that million dollars. No, he, he already... Achieved he his lifelong makes, goal. He already makes $12 million a year. Yeah, and he achieved his lifelong goal before this past season winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah. He wanted a little rest. That's respectable. He's he, happy. He, you just let him live his life. Yeah. And, of course, you're going to just celebrate All-Star Break weekend by riding around in a dolphin, which I props to him. That I, I watched the video. It was actually pretty comical. Yeah, it looked like he's having he's a, a great he's time. He's a goofy guy. Yeah, he's, he's a goober, that's for sure. And there was another uh, wacky, wacky thing in sports was that John Gruden was seen putting uh, stickers with the Oakland Raider logo on it on players he likes, so he doesn't forget them come draft time. I mean, this is a it's a pretty interesting way of identifying players, and there's a lot of other ways that he could do this, but you know, John Gruden, everybody knows he's a goofy guy, so yeah, he's this doesn't surprise me at all. No, that's a typical John Gruden way. He, I loved him when he was Monday Night Football announcer on ESPN. He was, he's always got that little wacky sense to him, but he, yeah. he's, he's a smart guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. I don't think the Oakland Raiders will be good until they get to Las Vegas. But overall, I, yeah, it's a typical John Gruden move, and I just love to see it because there's so many different ways you could take that situation. But to wrap up, so thanks for listening today, guys and girls. You can find us on our Twitter page at calling audible pod. So at calling audible pod for pod. Listening to our shows on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify as we get them up here in the future. So throughout the season, we'll be bringing in special guests from around campus to talk about different sport topics we may not normally cover. So be sure to listen in as we always love to go back and forth with our banter. As Zach and I have a great understanding of sports along with each other, and our emotions definitely get involved. So for my co-host, Zach Greenberg, I'm Greg Johnson. We'll see you next week. Calling an Audible is made possible through the assistance of the University of Minnesota Crookston Media Services Department and executive producer James Pogachnik. The views expressed on Calling an Audible are not necessarily the views of the University of Minnesota Crookston or its affiliates.